uh, I follow this uh, website, I mean, I follow the website or the, the, the social media page on Facebook of uh, News of Bahrain. Mm. And they had this contest, like they said, give us uh, an idea about what would solve the congestion in Bahrain. And the winner, I mean, the best one that will decide who's the best will receive two tickets to the cinema, whatever. Mm. Now, I didn't really care about the cinema tickets. I just wanted to say my idea, and I wrote it. And then uh, the other day, I got a notification, news of Bahrain. Congratulations, tag me. You are the winner. Like, so I I go I went into the that page and I I mean it was like a button for for WhatsApp mm. so it opened WhatsApp and I said okay that's me how do I get the tickets right mm. nothing happened it's then a marketing scheme it was a scheme not marketing I mean it was a it was a literal scheme and then the 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 next day News of Bahrain published a post saying somebody was fishing basically pretending to be them commenting on they blocked them commenting on their uh, like like comments using their logo using now then i looked back i had a screenshot of the thing because i told a friend of mine look i won something it's first time in my life i won something you know a ticket or whatever so i looked at the screenshot and i realized that next to the the fake news of bahrain there was the follow button, <laughs> but I followed them, so I should have I should have realized this is not shit. the same page. Yeah, right? shit. Yeah, but anyways, I didn't give any details, or they only have my phone number, so fine. What can they do with it? Because you can sell phone numbers and emails for good money, like that Let kind them of sell it. data scrapping and stuff like that. Ooh, it's good business. Like on LinkedIn, you can like I I use a bot called um, this was for my old job. We used to use a bot called Ghost. Phantom, Phantom, Phantom Buster, or Phantom Ghost, something like that, okay. and um, you would you would be able to scrape on LinkedIn and on Facebook and on Instagram and, and stuff like that people's email addresses and phone numbers, mm. and then you can use it then to sell to marketers and and, and uh, 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 sales agents. Okay. And then they'd have then able to contact whatever the mark is. To yeah, in order but it to only makes sense if you know some demographics about the person. Of course. What is in what are they interested in? So what? I'm interested in the news of Bahrain. Okay, fine. Mm. I, I'm interested in uh, movie tickets. I mean, so... Um, mm. Anyways, maybe they try... Maybe the next step, if they weren't blocked, is to reach out to me. Then I blocked them on WhatsApp, so, so I don't yeah. know. Maybe they tried uh, to reach out to me and... Um, Sell like, you tickets or we need your bank information. Yeah, to, something to, like that. Yeah. Uh, I guess those people simply try... I mean, if they... Even if a hundred fails and one succeeds, you can get a lot of money from, from that scam. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they, what is it? Like, I think 40% of emails are scammed or e scam emails. I guess something ridiculous like that. A huge amount of phishing emails. See? Uh, pretending to be my... Um, Lost cousin. Uh, uh, no, no, no. Uh, pretending to be uh, a service provider, like oh. um, my uh, cloud service. Okay? The storage. Mm. You're out of storage. Actually, that was true. I was out of, <laughs> I was out of storage. You know, but your SharePoint uh, password changed. What? Mm. So I asked the company, the, the company that, that hosts my SharePoint or the reseller. Anyways, I asked them, 
is it true? What? No, it's a phishing uh, email. They mm. they checked. Anyways, I, I'm I'm telling All you, it's time. good money. There's that kind of phishing stuff. It it really works. You know what 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 people do? There's a website I think called J2G. Uh, dot com. You can buy like mm -hmm. games, like video games for PC, very very cheap, like under a dollar. Okay. Like full published games. So the way it works is that uh, credit card scammers take people's credit cards and then sell it on the dark web. People then purchase those credit card numbers, then use it to buy either games or in-game currency mm -hmm. on accounts, and then resells them. Resells. That, that that game or resells the the, the credits in that game right. into G2G for for you know one tenth or one one hundredth of what the official price is through the mechanism, which uh -huh. is a genius uh, 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 enterprise if you think about it, right? Well, I mean, I guess I, I take not morally of, right, sure, yes. but <laughs> but I've, from a perspective of just pure business, I I remember reading into an article that explained how that functions, and then it, it's 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 fascinating because from the game's perspective, the 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 game provider mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't hurt their balance sheet, so they have very little initiative mm -hmm. and drive to <laughs> but they, to cut that out. But you're saying that they provide the the the, the basically stolen credit cards no 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 so Where so so uh, so uh, so let's say there's an operation that is phishing scam that gets like thousands of people's uh, credit cards right right they sell that list then on the dark web and the then people purchase that list they use that that those credit card numbers to buy video games so they have to play the game sure and then they simply register as, a, I don't know, maybe a new user or the same user with a different credit card. They buy credits. Exactly. So They buy credits on the stolen credit yeah, card yeah. and then sell that account that they've made. The on whole account. The whole account on G2G with the username and password, what they created, right? So the G2G, why do, why do they allow to, for people to buy accounts? G2G is a sales platform. Oh. Can you type it in? G2G? I think that's what the platform oh. is called. I don't know. Have it been there? I, it, I mean, it, they, don't, they don't mean to run a fraudulent operation. I can guarantee that. I, it's just, just something that, that happens. Allow it. But, you know, it's, it doesn't... I mean, okay. I, games? G games with an M. There you go. Yeah, yeah. The, leading, the leading digital marketplace mm. platform. You can open it. It's fine. So you can buy and sell... Everything that is digital? Yeah. When it comes to games, yeah, like currencies, oh. uh, video games. Uh, okay, so just that's the whole, th this whole thing for me, it's like alien. I mean, I'm, I'm not... I just an interesting conversation. No, 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 I mean, I, mean, I, 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 I'm, I wouldn't understand why people would spend money on those things, but I, I guess people... Oh, there's a lot of money. Yes, I, I realized it lately because we actually... Uh, uh, we realized it's a huge thing, especially in Saudi, by the way. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. But, I mean, I never spent a uh, shekel on a uh, video game. No, yeah. I, I agree. Mm. Uh, we, uh, uh, Akash has a friend, I think, who, who spent like 600 BD on... 1,000 BD on PUBG, a video game. What is PUBG? What? A video yeah. game. Oh, yeah. What, what do you mean? To buy the game? To no, have the game? to buy like currency within the game. Oh, okay. It's it's a huge market. It's There's a lot of money I that guess, gets bought through. I guess, 
I mean, yeah. It's unbelievable. They're billion dollar yeah, industries. Yeah, and uh, the guy, um, what's his name? Zuckerberg, right? Mark Zuckerberg yeah. from Facebook. I think he, his idea with the, with the metaverse is, is actually part of the realization that gaming is... He, he'd like to tap into that experience, like you're in a... Right? The, do the Virtual reality, yeah, yeah. For every day, browsing, whatever. That's the future. You know, I'm not so sure. I mean, maybe it will be, but then I think there will be like a counter reaction to that. Like eventually, like, because for example, today you see parents that deal with the fact that their children are constantly watching those uh, devices. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they say, at least we, when we were young, you know, we used to run in the field, in the streets. We used to, you know, do real life experiences and not just, you know, sit on the couch and watch yeah. TV all day. I agree. And I think that, that people will eventually figure out why, why am I looking at this thing virtually when I can go and uh, have a walk and uh, watch the sunset or whatever. Uh, well, I, some I, of them will. But. I guarantee you the productivity world, there's going to be a huge shift in that industry. Um, can you type in, I think Facebook released, or Meta, sorry, that's their new company now. Uh, Meta released a new... VR set? Just type in Meta, new VR. Mm. So, the whole so the whole idea, here, go back, sorry. It's not that one. It's that one there. Uh, Meta Quest Pro. That's the one I think that they're releasing. Anyway, so the idea mm. behind it is that you'll have a virtual desktop. And so for people who are on trains, flights, any any person who's maybe handling like private information uh, on a, on mm. a device that kind of stops anyone from looking looking right right, right. and so that th that's going to be a huge huge shift especially coffee shops any kind of place where you might be working with sensitive information uh, uh, be it with a client or whatever else but I did you know I I, I didn't put any of those I did put it once in um, in Dubai for ten seconds. It seems to me that it's heavy. Hmm. It's it's not comfortable. What? I'll be on a train for I don't know three hours wearing this thing. It's gonna hurt my neck. Hmm. No, unless I just I don't know. I mean, it's, it sounds to me like it's not. It's when not Google, practical. Google had the idea with the glasses. Sure. That that seemed reasonable because it's glasses. Okay, it's not something huge, bulky thing that actually disconnects you from the world. The glasses were supposed to have like a small screen that you can, I guess, that you look a bit down and you see what you we want to see, see, and then you look up, you see the world, right? So it's interchangeable. Well, you say that right now, but look at, uh, can you type a new AR glasses? There's a new one that just came out that is like a cable coming from here that you can plug into your phone, oh. and it's as light as, as my or your glasses. Okay. And... See, um, oh. can you go on images? That's the Google Glass one. It just cracked. Yeah, that one right there, the first link. This one? Yeah, that's the one that just came out. Mm. Okay, that looks From less bulky. Like, I would be able to wear those, yes, I guess. I mean, especially if you connect it to your computer for... for God bless. Um, yeah, God bless. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. That's that's the future right they're, there. They're kind of cool looking, but yeah. It's definitely still heavier than our glasses, naturally. Yeah. But the practicality of it, I think, just just outweighs it. 
See, well, that's, yeah. that's, the, that's what people are... So basically, what, what, okay, he, he doesn't have anything on the wall. He just imagines he has like a big split screen on the wall. No, that's how it looks like. For him? Yeah. Yeah. For him, yeah, he yeah, puts yeah. it on and then he, he can have multiple monitors, which is also nice because you're not putting so much strain on your neck. You don't? Well, no, because you're, 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 your posture is more uh -huh. like this rather than when you're on a computer, you're, you're right. constantly leading forward, no? Yeah. I don't know. I don't work for the company. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I, mean, I feel no. like I'm doing a sales pitch. Things will work for different people, but I'm just thinking um, when you say something is the future, mm. so it's not a niche product. No. You're saying it will be like an iPhone. I think so. For everyone. I th absolutely. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, Apple uh, is working on some right now. Oh, uh, yeah. I heard something. Yeah. yeah uh, maybe yeah. they will release it uh, next year. Something. I heard, yeah. 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 Well, let's see. Maybe I, I, I buy a lot of Apple stuff, so... Maybe Everyone I'll, does, doesn't they? Yeah. Well, no, there are those who are Samsung people. Mm. Don't understand why, but, but still. Um, are you buying any stock in Apple? No. Well, maybe through my, you know, pension fund, yes, but not, not directly. Not privately, no? No. Because I, 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 because I have the iPhone that's two, two generations ago. And no. I find it very hard for me to convince myself to go and spend, I don't know what it is, like 600, 400, whatever the BD is. Yeah. If I could spend that on Apple stock. You know what I mean? Okay, <laughs> I, yeah. I, I find that like a very hard purchasing decision to make, to be like, I could spend the 400 BD to buy a phone or I could just buy stocks in the company. Yeah, basically you, you could, yeah. And then you get some returns and, and, and ask for them to... Maybe not. <laughs> Lower the price? Yeah, maybe, maybe. I would vote to increase the price. <laughs> That's true. That's a problem when you are... I was just telling my friend that she bought uh, just a few um, euros worth of crypto or something. Mm. A currency. Uh, one of those who are pegged to the dollar or something. Not Bitcoin. But anyway, so... But still, she she thinks of it as a... As, as a no, so basically she didn't buy those that, that are pegged. Otherwise, no, she said the original 50 became 200, then it became 160 euro. Sure. So I told her, listen, it means that now yes. you're never going to use it as a, uh, as a currency because you always think it can be worth more. Why would I buy a pizza with it or whatever if I can wait and it'll be worth more? or it was worth more, I'll wait till it rebounces, right? So when you, when you look at something as, a, as an investment, like a, a stock, then it's not, it's basically, it's not a currency anymore. Now mm. you are, you're waiting for it either to make you a profit or, anyways. No, I agree with you. Yeah. I mean, this is the problem when any kind of digital currency or cryptocurrency that, that has high volatility, right? If it's not pegged to something, then you're going to deal with volatility issues, and then you're going to mm. have people who are going to sit on that stock or asset or, or coin base till the end of their life and hoping yeah. that, you know, they can retire on. I had a guy on the show, um, he was telling me he bought he bought a few Bitcoins. He didn't want to say how many, but he said in, in the... In the beginning. In the beginning. Wow. He said he, 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 he purchased the coin per coin by around... I think it was like a hundred dollars, something like wow, that. Oh wow, that's really early. And he, so he's a, it, he's a millionaire. He owns more than more than I think a hundred coins, 
Um, But he didn't want to say the exact specific amount, obviously. Uh, However, he was telling me, this is my retirement fund, the coins. And I was like, (gasps) so no. Yeah. (laughs) So if he didn't cash that in, uh, he'll never cash it in because he always wanted to return to the glory days, right? He'll never return. I, I don't think he will return. And one day, and this is something that I was telling my friends and my, some of my employees that took money and put in Bitcoin, one day it will be outlawed mm. and it will be illegal. And then what are you going to do? It's going to crash. The value is going to be zero. And that's it. You lost everything. I, I think I'll take it a step further because I talked to some people on the show as well. Wait, I cut the segment out, uh, but I, I, I'm not going to say names. Um, they operated a pump and dump scheme. Uh, something to do with stocks? What no, no, a pump mean? and dump scheme in crypto. Okay. So what they would do is you would you would buy into their their messaging group, okay. and they would tell you when to buy and when to sell. Right. So they would con- manipulate the the, the oh, okay. coin value based yeah, on yeah, that. Yeah. And I I sat with him and he was telling me this and I said, listen, it's that's fraud. <laughs> What's your committee is fraud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and, and he, he he didn't really understand the concept of it. And I said, listen, sooner or later. Uh, the um, um, the the U.S. is going to step in, and <laughs> they're going to take the biggest players sure. who committed these these uh, these pump and dump schemes, like they did with junk bonds, and they're going to slap them so hard your head is going to turn, your head is going to twist. Yeah, that's it's just a I mean, question I, of when. I just saw um, a webinar uh, with uh, a, a professor from Berkeley mm. in California, and uh, it was about blockchain. Now, Bitcoin, for example, is just a particular use of blockchain technology. So he, well, the, the, this professor uh, thinks there's a future for blockchain, but just not in currency. Mm. And regarding Bitcoin, he said something like, it's like it was engineered for criminal activity. <laughs> so now I was, I was thinking, the, you mentioned the dark web. You mentioned, uh, and you didn't mention, but... I was thinking um, uh, human uh, trafficking, uh, drugs, uh, mafia, all of those things, you, uh, money laundering, whatever, terrorism, you can finance with Bitcoin, right? Sure. So one day, something will be, you know, there will be, I, I don't want to give ideas, but there will be a 9-11, a new 9-11, mm. and they will find out, there will be an investigation. How did they finance this? How did they move the money? Okay, it was Bitcoin, and then they'll shut it down. I, you can, you, no, no, I don't disagree. They'll they'll shut down the the market space of being able to purchase and, and sell it. But you're always going to create a, 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 you know, like it's like banning drugs. You're you're still going to create yeah, a dark, black market. Yeah, but you're going to tell to people to the, stand, the upstanding citizens, law-abiding yeah. citizens. I agree. This is criminal. You yeah. want to be a criminal? Fine, do it. Yeah. But then we'll treat you as a criminal. Absolutely, that I agree with, hundred percent. And I think it's it's a question of when, and I think it's it's already being used for for criminal activities. Um, it's interesting because I've I've had on the show uh, a, a girl who works for the UK anti 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 money laundry. Mm. Uh, oh yeah, I heard. Yeah yeah yeah, Raluca. Yeah 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 yeah. Romanian. Romanian lady. Yes. Uh, yeah. She doesn't she doesn't work directly for the government. She works for a consultancy company that gets hired by right. by organizations, yeah, yeah, yeah. banks, and stuff like that. And she was telling me. I'm not sure if it was in the episode or cut, um, that that the UK government doesn't care, doesn't care for for money laundering in the sense of 
drugs or or human trafficking, terrorism a little bit, sure. But what they really, really care about is bad actors. They're really worried of, of politicians getting oh, uh, getting money in, in the west end no 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 because <laughs> <laughs> that means those bad actors are fine <laughs> it's it's the politician yeah. ones they're worried about okay so that they would get like campaign funds through this or? campaign funds uh that they might make decisions that are right bribes yes money motivated that's what they're more worried about right and oh, there's there's a lot of agents because uh the Kremlin, I don't know. Mm. You remember how what Facebook? Remember with the with the 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 they had it. What was the company called, Danny? Do you remember? It was it was Facebook was in trouble from a company in the UK that was that 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 was um, not selling information. Cambridge Analytica. Cambridge yeah, Analytica. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. Yes. yes. I don't remember the exact uh, details, but I remember there was a thing with, with that. They they basically what? made the they basically uh, uh, shoehorned fake information to rile up the crowd. Okay. And vote then for bread exit. That's the narrative. Oh. That is being pushed, right? Okay. I, I, they weaponized information basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot of talk that the Russians are doing it uh, each time. There's. Um, Elections in the U.S., right, and probably elsewhere. We we also now have elections, and uh, I just heard that they are afraid of Russian bots and whatever influencing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I, I mean. So basically, I, I'm just thinking this technology. Um, I think technology should serve, should take. Civilization forward, not, not backwards. Back, backwards. Right? Yeah, I agree with you. So we we had progress with with uh, banks, uh, uh, you know, anti money laundering laws and uh, anti terrorism laws and regulations and whatever. Now we scrap it all up and and go and use uh, something that bypasses everything. No, I mean yes, I don't know how they allowed it to, and add on top of that. The environmental um, implications, implications of this thing. So, are we fighting climate change or not? What are we doing here? Are we we're doing those UN guidelines? Yeah, uh, not just the guidelines. The, those those meetings, like the one in Sharm Sheikh mm. next month, right? The COP twenty seven, I think. So we're doing those things where we talk about climate change, but and then we allow uh, something that has the uh, energy um, demands of a country like Argentina um, just that is unnecessary. It's un uncalled for. I agree with you, but, but you're stuck in this terrible situation. I mean, the U.S. Uh, under Trump, obviously, uh, opened up uh, coal and got rid of a mm. lot of the environmental protection, agents, uh, protection uh, 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 bylaws, and that really helped fund the economy, right? And now Biden oh. obviously put a hold to a lot of that. He did? I don't, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially oh. when it comes to like coal and stuff like that. And suddenly energy prices have shot up. I mean, the, yeah. the U.S. used to be a net exporter of, <laughs> of oil, right? Yeah. <laughs> and they, now they're, they're stuck at, at petrol being almost $5 a gallon. Is it $5 a gallon? Can you check, can you check that up for me? I don't want to speak. Depends where? In the U.S.? Yeah. yeah. Here, no. No, here it's not such an issue. No, no, no. no. 
What do you think? Yeah. What, what do you think the future is for, in the larger sense of, of of this region? Do you think the 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 Middle East is going to be the next Europe, in the sense of like, like uh, MBS innovation? Says? Yeah, like MBS says. Uh, at least parts of the Middle East. You don't. Th I mean, yeah, yeah. Parts is good. Good, large parts. <laughs> um, summer, summer. Maybe follow follow up later. You know the rest. But hmm. um, uh, I, I hope. Let's say first of all, I, I hope. I see that there is a potential. Um, but. Um, you know, there are forces that want to drag this region to the other extreme. I agree. Yeah. No, I mean, the way I see the global situation happening from a big picture perspective is that there, there, there isn't an opportunity anymore for small nations to survive. Right. I think you're, if you're looking at it from a macro perspective, you mean survive uh, militarily, economically, or economically. I mean, in any kind of factor, you can't have a strong economy without having a good military. That goes hand in hand. Yeah, yeah, you do. You yeah, have to, yeah, yeah. We're exactly. We both agree on this. But I mean, look at it. You've got China. You've got Russia. You got U.S. and you've got uh, Europe. Right. And out of the, yeah. it, for the only way for the Middle East and Asia really to survive, is to stick together. Otherwise. <laughs> The Middle East with aid. Okay, that's that's a question. For example, because you know, mm. if you look at the, um, let's say, Indian Pakistan. We, we, uh, what the? Indian Pakistan, for example, both are proxy nations at the moment to U.S. and, and China. <laughs> right. Right. Yes. Sorry, yeah. if it's too too political, no, 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 back. It's fine. no, no, it's fine. I, I'm into uh, political stuff. I mean, I uh, had a master's degree in. Um, security and diplomacy studies so uh, mm. I'm into that uh, geopolitical things but um, no I'm looking at the Middle East like um, I mean there are those countries let's say that we in Israel we call them the um, or maybe some other people call them the um, the Sunni moderate states mm -hmm. okay meaning it's uh, basically it's Egypt mm -hmm. Saudi Arabia mm-hmm the other Gulf countries, mm -hmm. excluding Qatar, and um, well, in Jordan, uh, basically. Mm. So that's the moderates. Now, Jordan is uh, has historic historical connections with the, with the UK, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and Saudi with the US, and Egypt switched to the US from Soviet Union to the US in in the 1970s. 70s, yeah. So. So basically, that's the the and 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 okay. Although Israel is not a Sunni country, um, we do have a we do have twenty percent uh, almost Sunni uh, Muslims mm. as, as, as citizens. Mm. Anyways, so and Israel is like on that um, let's say uh, field, okay, mm. of of those countries. Um, all of them are um, challenged by Iran, and so the the other side is led by. So it's it's like not all Shia, but it's l like influenced by Iran, mm -hmm. which has its tentacles reaching Lebanon, Syria, Yemen, and, and Iraq, right? Mm. And um, so. Basically, who who will win? And so they have those proxy wars. Syria was a proxy war, mm. right? Yemen is a proxy war. Right, right. It is what it is. Um, and uh, and we don't know what's going to happen next. I mean, just two years ago, there was that um, 
was it uh, drones or was it um, cruise missiles? There was a, there was an attack on a on a Saudi uh, Aramco um, production was, site. Yeah, not even two years ago, uh, Iran tried to send missiles during the Formula One uh, uh, event that happened in Saudi. Okay. Yeah, I mean, ah, <laughs> in, in Jeddah. In Jeddah, yeah, yes. just recently. That's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's still ongoing. Um, we have a problem because we, all of us, like kind of rely on, on um, at least militarily, on mm. the U.S. So we have a problem because this administration is, uh, I would want to say weak, but I'm not sure if, even sure if it's weak. Simply, we, nobody understands what they want. Have you, did you see when, when, Biden's, when Biden just recently made a comment saying uh, they're flirting with releasing restrictions on Iran? <laughs> I didn't, I didn't hear that, but yeah, that was as a that was as a because Saudi Arabia said that they're going to cut two million barrels on the OPEC a day right. and it, less, less. Wow. Yeah. yeah, and then and then U.S. replied by saying we're we're looking at our investment options exterior, including Iran's restrictions. <laughs> it's they, it's so crazy at the moment. Yeah, no, what's going I mean, on? I, the, the the most visual thing that I I, I remember him going to meet uh, MBS. Mm in Saudi, uh, with the, with the, with the palm, um, how do you call it? Uh, palm tree. The palm thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. bump, the bump. palm bump. Like, because he said he wouldn't shake his hand, right? Mm. So he had to do a palm bump. Now, but then he, and then he says, no, I'm not going to, I'm not meeting him. I'm just, uh, I'm going to be at the G20. I'm not going to meet him. I'm, is it your, is it your ally or not? Decide, I mean, now... So now Saudi has joined, wants to join the BRIC nation. Which is, again, flirting with, with Russia. Absolutely. So ba basically, I'm just saying that I, I think that um, because the Middle East is like torn between at least one superpower, which is the US, and then not exactly superpower, but a bunch of those competing superpowers, maybe... Russia isn't exactly so it's only superpower in terms of uh, nuclear, nuclear weapons that you see that they can't even economically it's a disaster yes and they and, and they can't even you know what is the ukraine uh, ukraine you, could have been crushed by norway sure okay? sure sure <laughs> i mean and and they can't crush them because they there's no motivation in the russian army to do it they, they, they simply don't want to fight, and they're right. But but who was who was um, who is is it Kashli Kashli something? The guy with the huge water, with the huge birthmark. Uh, uh, Gorbachev. Gorbachev. Yes. Because under the agreement from 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 closing the, the the Cold War under Gorbachev, I think it was Gorbachev, but correct me if I'm wrong. I was that going to say that Ukraine was supposed to be uh, uh, NATO free? I heard. Sure, it might be wrong. This claimed agreement that they reached with, um, I don't think it's Gorbachev. Gorbachev, I think it's something to do with Yeltsin and Clinton, but mm. it doesn't matter really, that this is just um, a claim that the Russians uh, made. Um, but you know what, there's so much disinformation uh, on things that I'm not sure, I, I, don't, I don't yeah, know. I know, nobody remembers you know, either. I <laughs> but, um, and you know what, and I, I do give a little bit of room for doubt regarding, um, like, because I, I look at the, uh, I, I, okay, this conflict 
that started basically in 2014 when they took Crim, Crimea. Crimea. There, was, there was a claim, and there is a claim, that the West looked at it, okay, they took Crimea, fine, they did some sanctions, and everybody went back to... Nobody the, cared, yeah. Yeah, because they, well, they could say, okay, Crimea was originally Russian, they gave it as a gift, they, they literally gave it as a gift to Ukraine, now they took it, fine. But then there, there were those years where they had those skirmishes. Mm. And if you recall, there was this, um, uh, is it Air Malaysia? Or Malaysia? Yes, Air? that disappeared. Uh, in the, no, uh, no, there was the one that disappeared. That yeah. was the one over the... Um, Baltic Sea? No, no. There was the one that disappeared that was uh, next, to, um, next to Malaysia, mm. uh, Indian Ocean. Mm. That they found the, the wreckage after two years somewhere, small piece of the wing or something. So they know it crashed. They, they didn't find the whole thing. But anyways, so there was this one. And after a few months, there was another crash. But it wasn't a crash. It was a missile that they, they flew uh, over uh, from somewhere in Europe. They flew to a conference. And not all of them. But there was a group on that plane flying to an AIDS conference mm. with top world leading AIDS researchers, whatever, group. I think maybe six people. Oh, wow. Top okay. of the... Creme. All, all killed. So, so who, what brought that plane down? So they, the investigation concluded it was um, one of those militias, the, the Russian or who knows, so, some of those militias in, in the eastern parts of the Ukraine. Mm. So there were... There was a conflict there for eight years, simmering, simmering, simmering. We, now, because we didn't pay attention to it, I don't know who is exactly the, the one that actually uh, was the, the, you know, the, the culprit mm. that brought things to a boil, to, to a point where Putin had to... Now, it could be that Putin is the new Hitler, I don't know, maybe... Mm. It could be that um, uh, they, the Ukrainians also had a, you know, uh, a role in this. Anyways, the, the thing is that Putin, maybe um, he had a, I think he, he thought they would win in two or three days, you know, mm. he, they will march victoriously into Kiev. But he had a, a bad judgment, I guess. Or sure. he relied on some, you know, uh, unrealistic expectations that they will be welcomed as, uh, you know, uh, liberators. liberators. Yeah. And and now he's trapped. He can't because his, because of his, you know, illusions of grandeur. We need to bring Russia to its past glory, whatever. Now he's like trapped in this thing. He can't. He can't back away, you know, because of his pride or whatever. Or he thinks if he backs away now, it, how, how would Russia would be, right? Because it's in decline. Anyways, so we're stuck in this thing. So regardless of who is uh, originally mm -hmm. to blame. Mm -hmm. I'm just this sign is for a, cigarettes and ashtray. Oh, yes. It's, it's good, good. <laughs> so it lets me think a little while yeah, we talk. We are, we, are, we are stuck in this thing and it can, uh, we, doesn't matter who is to blame for it starting. Mm. Now we can all suffer from this thing. We already suffer from this thing. Thank you, sir. And uh, who knows what, what's wrong, you know? Thank you, sir.
No, I, I, I hear. I, 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 I do you not think this has part to do with with Europe and and the U.S. punishing Russia for election uh, 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 meddling for the last couple of years? You know, the, I, I think that's. I think there is a way to that thought. That thought because the Russia has been has been funding a lot of bots and words to to do information warfare and destabilization. But what is the punishment? The because. Funding Ukraine, uh, li- uh, what are freedom fighters, I think, is ah. how they want to refer to themselves as. Before the, the conflict erupted? Before the war? Before the war fully erupted, right? I mean, the U.S. is supplying Ukraine with weapons. They've, Now, they've, but I'm not sure what happened before the invasion. Uh, of course, yeah. But I think they did do some training and on-site training. And now, but, by the way, um, uh, to th- to, that things are even going more crazier, uh, U.S. has just built two, two embassies in Africa to contest... Uh, uh, China and Russia. <laughs> what, what do you mean build embassies? Like um, build U.S. embassies? Okay. Um, in countries that they in, in, have in, that have very very powerful Chinese influences because the Chinese went, of course, right. to Africa and they've bought up a lot of the mines and the ports. I've yeah, been, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. I, have you been to, to to some of the areas there? No, I mean I've, you've heard read. I've heard. Yes, yeah. yes. I think even in one of your <laughs> episodes I talked about yes, it maybe. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I, I went to Namibia and I was shocked because the, the, the apartheid between the two is crazy. Yeah. Like you go from like, like areas where the road isn't a road and then you go to a, to a, to a mine where you're like, this is Europe. This is America. <laughs> because the mine has to function. <laughs> Absolutely. Or if you Duh, go to the port. The road that's, uh, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. And all the people employed there are Chinese. And uh, what yeah. I've heard from some of the people who were there, they, they, the Chinese uh, uh, export, their, they're not like A-list criminals, B, C-list criminals, right. bring them there to work in the mines and then burn their passports. So <laughs> oh. It's either you work there or nowhere. <laughs> I mean, you know, the, the Chinese, but you know, the Chinese, I have less... Um, Fear? No, I mean, okay. I think the Chinese deserve to be a, a superpower. Sure. They are the biggest, even if you just look at the, the, the I think they're called the Han, the mm. Hans group, ethnic group, that, right? Mm. China is also multi-ethnical, but let's say the biggest one is the, the Chinese, okay? Not the Tibetans, okay? So ba- basically there are over a billion people Um, they contributed, I mean, the or, origin historically, right? They contributed to a lot of uh, advances in, in technology, mm. like gunpowder, a lot of stuff. Porcelain, pores. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, paper, paper, maybe? I'm not, I don't know. Uh, pasta? No. Yeah, maybe pasta. As well. Yeah, as well. Things, okay? They created things. Um, and um, they were a huge empire. different stages and now they're returning to the world stage they were in decline now they're returning so they're but I mean Russia I mean other than just laying claim to vast areas of nothing of tundra what did they I mean and creating they enormous have... hydrogen bombs Mm. What did they find? Technology-wise, they haven't contributed a lot, but the, they are very resource-rich 
as as a geographical perspective. Yes, true. Rare metals, uh, uh, jewelry, or di diamond mines. Yeah, because and stuff they like that. somehow expanded from basically all the Kiev and Poland and <laughs> that area. Yeah, and the, the they were you know around that area. They expanded to maybe six or seven time zones to the east hmm. till Alaska. Hmm. It, it, the, under the USSR, it was almost the entire globe, if you think yeah, about it. Yeah. The only parts that, were, that weren't was the US and Japan, really. <laughs> the, the rest was almost, including half of Germany, was, was under the USSR at one point, right? It was cr crazy. Yeah. And um, no, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just saying that they are, they were born out of like the Western uh you know, civilization, not unlike China, which was a completely different civilization. Mm. They're part of the Western, but then they are, they're now in a position where I don't know why they have to differentiate themselves. Why can't you be pro-European? I mean, nobody's threatening you. Nobody's thinking of invading Russia. Mm. Nobody's like, where is your security? The only security threat that they have is Maybe those little republics in the uh, in the Caucasus. I, I think what China is really worried about is what? is is an internal dispute inside, right? Because uh, China politically, when you look at it, is there is almost no insight, right? You don't know who who is in control of the party. You don't even no. know really the names of anyone. You saw, you saw what happened in the congressional <laughs> meeting. He, yeah, where they just said to the former president, "Hey, it's time for you to leave." <laughs> so no, so. Yeah, it, it, it is. It is. I mean, China hates when you say this, but it's almost run by still by an emperor, right? <laughs> Just... No, and and by the way, they are they are extremely. Uh, the Communist Party uh, is um, is one of the cruelest uh, organization ever. Uh, they they did they they, they still did do. genocide to the Chinese people in various stages. Hmm. The Cultural Revolution and they. They're still, there are, there are, maybe they're, they are still doing things. There are still camps. There are right. still camps. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, it's crazy because uh, I remember that one of the Israeli ambassadors came out and said, when, when after, after Second World War, we swore we would never see another camp on the world. And yet here we are. It's, and they are, yes. It's, yes. it's crazy. Uh, basically, you know, it's, um, we have this uh, debate in Israel now. Um, should we be uh, neutral? What should we do with Ukraine? Now, it's very complex in terms of, you know, geopolitics. But but the, the the claim is that we said never again. No, it's not exactly the same. Okay, there, there there's no death camps now in the Ukraine. But like, there's a country in, under uh, attack. They are obviously the victim. There's an aggressor, and. Um, and we should take a stand. And now, basically, other than the the thing that I mentioned before, that I'm not sure that all sides are, you know, um, like there's no hundred percent victim and hundred percent aggressor. Maybe there's a little bit of, you know, guilt attached to both in, in letting this simmer. And but, anyways, um, countries like Israel today, and like other countries in before World War II or during World War II, they have interests. 
and they take into account not just their moral, you know, their, their feelings, you know, towards other people, or their, they also think about their interests, and uh, interests can be very complex. So, for example, we have a situation now that um, in Syria, there's a Russian presence, Mm. Uh, because they came there to help Assad, right? Mm. So they're there. Um, and uh, we have reached an agreement with them that uh, they don't fire at our aircrafts, we don't target them, or whatever. We had a kind of an agreement. Now, if we break all, you know, rules with them, they, they can target our airplanes, you know? Sure. So, and and let's face it. Now there's another there's another call to supply Ukraine with um, Iron Dome. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. What happens if um, uh, we give them a battery of Iron Dome and uh, the Russians capture it? They give it to the Iranians because they're working with them now, right? So, yeah, we want to help them, but if it means to to risk. You know our our citizens' lives or our future. You know, so it's it's more complex than just you know take a. I mean, we can look at it from even a bigger perspective. Let's let's not forget the biggest warmongers if, <laughs> anywhere. There's a reason why the U.S. decided to leave all that equipment in Afghanistan and just got out, right? You, you, I don't you, understand how, why they left it. They yeah, should have burned it. They know they, from uh, in 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 their their their. It's not called war doctorate. It's called um, uh, conflict uh, uh, um, uh, mo modalities of conflict, or whatever it's mm -hmm. called. Their 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 paper of what is supposed to happen. What what what, oh. what any equipment that is left on site on hostile or nation or or neutral uh, is meant to be destroyed. Right. They're meant to shoot missiles at that equipment, and and so that nobody can get anything. Now you can go there right now, and you can buy a military truck. For ten thousand dollars, that costs. That's obviously costs. That costs a hundred thousand to make, but they, they're they're just. It's like they left uh, in Iraq. They left. Uh, uh, I think it was Humvees or something with with the keys and the ignition. Yeah. For for ISIS to to take. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. But there's a reason why they do these kind of things, right? I mean, they're playing a, a three-dimensional chess. I'm board. not sure. I'm not sure that they're that clever. You don't think so? You no. don't think that that the DOD made sure that these things would... I think you give them too much credit for being chess players. No, I just think they... Because who are these weapons going to? They're going to go to China, they're going to go to Russia, right? And they're going to go to the rest of the region, right? Yeah. But <laughs> why would they want that? They well, to destabilize the rest of the region, right? I mean... Unless they have implanted in them i don't know a listening device or something well documented that this that the that the cia imported cocaine into the u.s to fund black op operations uh in fact yeah. um it was uh can you look it up danny uh it was president uh not nixon it was reagan um who you're talking about the iran contrast no 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 um Yeah, because the the mm. Senate said they didn't want to support the the freedom fighters. I think that's what Reagan called them. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, in order to go around uh, the Senate, which I mean, he committed treason <laughs> to go around the Senate, yeah. was by by uh, uh, fueling the drug war.
The, the CIA uh, contact crack. Uh, uh, it's not a controversy. Contact it's the truth. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Contract crack cocaine controversy review. Okay, that's. Uh, it's super interesting. Yeah. I'm telling you, they play chess like you won't believe. <laughs> I mean, I. I well, maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe I'm. I'm not. Maybe that, I'm just not that uh, of a chess player to to think that. You know. There are smarter people than the two of us, I can guarantee you. <laughs> I guess so. I mean, uh, they're probably, yeah. But, but you know, there were so many, like, there are so many uh, clumsy things that the Americans did along the years that you think, how, how can it be a super sophisticated system if they did those clumsy things? Like, for example, mm. I know it's not just the those uh, you mentioned dod right but hmm. so it's not just this it's also also the political level but let's say um uh obama during the uh, arab spring with egypt right hmm. turning uh like a cold shoulder to mubarak because now we have support to support democracy right but hmm. that's your ally what you what is the message that you're giving now to all the other allies that you're going to turn a cold shoulder to them as well you'll leave them out in the rain yeah, uh, I mean, uh, they did so many clumsy things that um, it's hard for me to believe that uh, that they that they also have those you know uh, very very you know they that they they keep planning a few steps ahead or something. It seems like well, look, I at, don't know. Look at the contracts that they give to Israel, right? I mean, they 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 put in the contract itself that money that is that is no, definitely we need to buy from them. Exactly, sure. right? <laughs> no, no, for sure. And they, uh, by the way, it's not just in um, military. You know, in uh, El Al, an uh, El Al cannot buy uh, Airbus. There we go. We need to only buy Boeing. Boeing, because it's an American company. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yeah, definitely. They they say, listen, uh, you want our um, funding, funding. So buy our weapons and spend. Yeah, yeah. Purchase from our economy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, I don't understand that basically. Sure, no? but that puts you on a on, yeah. a on a pedestal as almost being like a proxy nation, right? That's the scary part of it. Well, we are. Um, well, if you check the. Uh, if you look at, are we obedient to them? No, we're not. Sure. <laughs> They're furious with us on a lot of levels. Sure. Right? But uh, are we, uh, like, let's say, we will never play in China's game. Uh, Do you not remember? Well, there, was, there was one of the, there was, uh, one of the companies was, was selling, um, it was an Israeli-based company, and it had put a lot of tension between the U.S. and Israel yeah. relationship. And, that, and they were selling, um, um, they were selling, uh, U.S. military DOD plans for aircrafts that were still in development. Uh, I think there was something. It was uh, aircraft, aircrafts, and missiles, and they were okay. selling it to potentially Chinese bidder. Okay. And and that put the, <laughs> the whole world. There, shook. there was there was something. I, maybe the, there are a few instances yeah. regarding China, but I remember in the nineties. I think it was when there was Prime Minister Rabin was in charge. I think there was something then that we wanted to sell uh, something that, like an aircraft or something that was based on American technology and they said, no, you can't. Mm. And even though we signed the thing, we had to... 
pull back the agreement yeah. and pay the punishment uh, fee yeah or something but and and um, yeah they they don't want us and I I I think it's it's fair I sure. mean yeah they help us a lot we should be loyal to them in a sense sure I mean, uh, Israel is 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 and or, or the, most of the tech innovation comes from uh, high end industries, right? I mean, when it comes to both programming and um, and research and development, you guys are far, far, far in in advance, right? And I think that's great. It's uh, it's good that you guys after the U.S. To, I think yeah yeah. But, well, a lot of contracts gets through it from from there, so it's fantastic, right? And yeah. <laughs> this is a great industry. It started industry. because of the military, by the way. Yeah. Because the um, the uh, and and even today, um, uh, most of the talents that are becoming um, founders of startups in mm. Israel have, uh, you know, have had uh, experience in the intelligence corps in mm. in the army. Hmm. There's the unit, maybe you heard the name, uh, 8200. Mm-hmm. So they, basically it's, uh, it's a, it has a few, in this unit they also have, um, uh, some of the people who go to this unit are uh, trained in Arabic, mm-hmm. so that they can read Arabic, understand Arabic, because a lot of the information we gather is, is in Arabic. Of course. Basically. And then there is the technical part. Okay, you got mass amounts of information what you're going to do with it or how you collect it mm. some some technologies are you know designed to collect information some to analyze it some to distribute some t- so basically this unit had to build its own software mm. or different softwares or hardware something so basically it's like a uh incubator mm. for uh uh, tech people mm-hmm. in different uh, so so basically this this uh, this thing started with the army mm-hmm. um, and uh, they keep reducing each year because you know people go to the army for three years maybe they sign if they go to if the army uh, finances their uh, education s- education they'll stay for five years six years depend but then they they're off into the you know civilian uh, life hmm. uh, but those people have let's say six years experience in basically the equivalent of a very intense uh, technological environment like so other than the fact that they don't need to worry about funding because sure. in the private sector you need to raise money as well right sure but there you get you get the money, you get everything, but just do it. Just just deliver it. And that's the nice thing about public sector, right? It's yes. never a question about funding. It's about yeah, a question just, of delivery. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, but they get the experience, you know, and then absolutely. So they're the the then the they're becoming the founders for their their own startups in in civilian life later. Well, I, I totally agree with yeah. you. I mean, the, the 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 black boxes that are that are designed to break open open iPhones for for the US uh, Department of Security, police, everything else. These technology uh, uh, companies uh, all come from Israel. I mean, that's that's what's specialized in, and that's great. Uh, I mean, my thesis was on on, uh, uh, military spending and innovation, 
Okay. Wow. A- and uh, yeah. it it shows chronologically that the more money is spent on 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 uh, the military, the more innovation you find because the military is willing to place bets that the private sector simply isn't. You know, lithium-ion batteries, three uh, GPS, uh, touchscreen technology. Oh, uh, that's um, all from the military. All Good. comes from the military. Every product that you think that, uh, sorry, that we think as 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 people that comes from Apple, none of it. They're all patented from the U.S. military, and the U.S. military actually makes bids on on which companies. We buy were the discussing bids. the uh, virtual reality, right? Yes. Those helmets for the pilots, right? Absolutely. With absolutely all of the data that they need to see. Absolutely. Right. So eye tracking technology and simulators came from simulators came from it. Uh, even video games uh, for 3D rendering uh, mm-hmm. for, for, play, for because that was used for military exercises and stuff like that comes all from yeah. the DoD. The DoD is, is some, somewhere between 20 to 30 years more advanced than the technology that we use today. It's an incredible oh. place. It's okay. an incredible amount of technology that, that flows out of it. And don't forget, I'm not sure if it's mm. under DoD, NASA. But mm. Um, the most important invention that came from the whole space, uh, you know, the space war. Sp- well, no, it's no, not no, the, the space race. Yeah, no, I mean, the, no, but the, how do you call it? the space program? Space, space program. program. The civilian one. Not, mm. Let's not go to the military the one. Yeah. Star Wars thing. Velcro. Yes. Yes. Oh, what microwave. Do you do without? Okay, microwave. Yeah. yeah. And the, the, that, um, that ice cream that you can, the, the little pellets of ice cream, never mind. So, yeah. Dry ice. Yes. Yeah. Uh, things like, yeah. But there is this story, if we were talking about the, um, the Russians, probably an urban legend, but maybe it's true, I don't know, um, that the Americans spent, I don't know how many millions on a pen that can write in space, right? That mm-hmm. They can even sell it to you and if you go to... You know, to Cape Canaveral, they sell this astronaut pen. pen. You can write it upside down. Yeah. And Russia but brought, a pencil. brought a pencil. Right? <laughs> so when you have limit, uh, limitless uh, resources, you can go and develop an astronaut pen. But in the private sector, you would say, why do we need to spend that money on the pen? The, the, Just use, right? The, the first cosmonaut as an astronaut in the, in the US, but the first, cos, cos, the first one in space was was a um, cosmonaut, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Russia has been denying it from day one, but there's audio uh, recordings of of the pilot crashing and crying out for help uh, that survived. Crazy, right? What do you mean uh, crashing? Uh, who, uh, uh, can you type it in? A cosmonaut uh, audio recording cr- uh, uh, crash. But he cosmonaut. cosmonaut. Yeah. You mean when he died, because he died in a, he went to space, he came back healthy, everything was okay, right? He no, was, there was there was one before him. Oh, that wasn't the first one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. uh, I, I have no idea how to spell cos- cosmonaut. It would be co- C-O- I think it's with K. Oh, yeah, maybe. K- I think it's a- O- Cosmonaut. No. Or just type in astronaut Russia. That's not where. (laughs) There's no way it's space between the two. (laughs) Cosmo. There was. There he went back. No, no, no. Cosmo. Cosmo, and then. Maybe I was wrong. Maybe it's not. 
So C O C O S M O S and then not. Cosmonaut. And then just type in Russia. Hmm. No, no, no. It's not public information. They, they, they only have the audio recording. Uh, 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 crashing audio. Death audio. There you go. Uh huh. Oh my God. It's so morbid. Yeah. Well, it's macabre, I suppose. <laughs> what we were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Is this the one See, that's how you spell cosmonaut. C O S M O N A U T. Okay. Okay, go back. We don't need In to English. listen to the poor guy uh, crying for help. No, no, that's not. But yeah. So that's maybe they hit it. Yeah. Why, why publish a failure? Yeah. That's another issue, by the way, that... Um, These images were leaked. Oh, that's macabre, dude. Oh. Okay. Interesting. Jesus Christ. Looks like piece of coal. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's not going to be a lot that survives in, 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 in re-entry. Yeah. Well, anyways. But yeah, they... they no, uh, but by the way, this, this also is another factor that, um, um, let's say there was a cover-up mm. or a failure, uh, the, the, the inability to uh, accept failure, like, you know, um, um, the... There was this um, this show on Apple TV uh, for all mankind. Yeah, I think there were three seasons or four. I don't remember. Maybe there'll be another one. And then it was an alternate reality where where the U.S. is uh, are not the first one to reach the moon. Mm. That is like the, the, the Soviet Union reaches the moon first, mm. and that triggers uh, like uh, alternate reality where. Um, the U.S. now has to reach Mars. Mars, yes. So, so then everything progresses like faster than in the real reality that we are living in, presumably. Anyway, so um, but that's also because they they like okay they couldn't um, accept okay to to accept with their position is number two, right? Uh, but I'm I'm just saying that. Uh, let's say for systems that cannot uh, accept that they failed or um, that somebody who, let's say, like maybe that uh, Chinese ex-president, I don't know, mm. somebody has failed, now he is a shame, we need to get rid of him, right? You Wipe lose him from another, history. You, you, lose, you lose the experience because, you know, there's a trend now in... Um, uh, in venture, uh, uh, venture capital, that, mm. that the VCs look for uh, entrepreneurs that have failed. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. They want somebody who have experienced failure. Now, if if you live in a um, society where failure is like, um, you know, uh, shunned. Yes, like for example, in Japan, if you failed, Europe. Maybe in yeah. Europe, it's it's like um, you don't show your face again. You just go to your room, stay in your room. That's it. Try uh, again next life. Yes. <laughs> or in Japan, maybe they do the you know uh, the, the 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 
the ritual haku something yeah yeah they do something bad to themselves anyways so I'm just saying that um, I think part of the reason that they are successful in the US with technology and maybe that we are also successful is that we are okay with, with, with failure you know yeah okay we didn't get this right this this time it's fine we'll get it right the next time but You know, and we keep building. We don't give up on trying, you know, so... It's also that banks are willing to... to you, the only way to really achieve that is having a banking system that allows failure. And, and in Europe, for example, if, yeah. if, you, if you default on your payment because you went bankrupt as a business, mm -hmm. then your, your name is red-listed. Then... I think we are now red-listing people. Uh, I don't think it's the, the banks that give them the, the money for those... Enterprises. Uh, yeah, it would be um, the government through several support schemes that they'll have. And basically, they have a system to, to give you money and also be uh, without taking equity. They give you, uh, let's say, basically, it's a, it's a loan without, uh, I mean, you have to give it back only if you made it. Mm. If your startup made it, you have to pay it back. Without interest, or maybe a very small interest. But if your startup didn't make it, they, you can default on that loan. You don't need to return the money. So basically, it's uh, risk-free. If you made it, your startup is a success, fine, you return the money. It's, it's nothing. But by that time, that, or, that original money is, is just a small amount. But you needed that small amount because you don't want to bring your... Your, your family fortune to the table, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Otherwise, you only have one go and you're done. If you're going to bring money from home, let's say. They right? always say that, right? They say uh, you always should borrow money rather than use your own money. That's, that's right? That's, yeah. Because you have twice if, as much money then. Yeah, but, <laughs> but especially if the, 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 the people who give you the money don't collect it if you fail, right? Do, do you see do you see then that potential VCS from the Middle East would want to go to Israel for uh, potential firms and stuff like that do you see that as a future potentiality um, and vice versa what do you mean to open um, no for funding to get funding from uh, Israeli uh, no I mean from for, for because right now if you look at the Middle East most VCS mm -hmm. venture capitalists, Uh, they usually go to businesses that are in America, generally speaking, right? They all hope that they can find another unicorn, another Uber, another yeah. Google, another Amazon. And, and so I think what, what really needs to happen is in this region alone, in this region or any region really, is, is to, to wake up VCs and be like, hey, you know what, that's great, but you should also maybe invest in technologies in Berlin. Berlin is very, very uh, advanced when it comes to telecommunications mm. uh, industries. Um, UK for financial services, Israel for, for whether it be a fi uh, financial innovation or tech innovation. So I think that needs to happen a little bit. Okay, yeah. I mean, um, yes, but some of, first of all, there are VCs from this area mm. that I think have, uh, some of them may be affiliated to, the, to governments, mm. like affiliated to wealth funds. Of course, like, yeah, indexes. Like Mubadala and... Uh, No, no, I mean, like, Mubadala has a venture, a venture capital arm. Mm. Uh, they invest in, in startups, but the, the idea is to invest in startups that would benefit the, uh, 
either the founders are Emirati mm. or that the actual startup would, would be set up in the UAE so it will, you know, it will invigorate the Emirati economy. Domestic economy, yeah. Yes. Although the startup can sell, obviously the market is probably going to be larger than the UAE. It can be... Globally, sure. It can be, yeah. Um, but um, the thing is, first of all, is that it's... This is the okay. It depends on which stage. If you're talking early stage or not. But as you progress with the rounds, hmm. they usually don't invest by themselves. They co-invest. Hmm. So you need to find a, a bunch of VCs that sees the potential in a startup for later rounds. Sure. So it's huge amounts of money. And then B or uh, C or or whatever yes, round you do. Yeah. yeah. So it's not just the first angel who gave a no, no, check. No, no, no. You now you need to. So they, they need to look eye to eye. They need to, to, to all agree that this is a good investment. Now, um, because of it's a, it's a question of um, market, the size of the market, and uh, uh, everyone is looking to, to sell, not everyone, but I mean, maybe not in China, but in the West, okay, everyone is looking to sell in the US and in Europe. Okay, but U.S. is like number one market, then Europe, and then the rest. By GDP, yeah. No, by but but the 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 amount of um, uh, potential clients, either it's you know sure uh, sure, sure 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 corporate sure. clients or like it, it depends if it's a B two B startup or B two C. But anyways, you have more potential mm. to. I mean, if you're going to start in the U.S., um, and then they also do the product market fit according to the U.S. Mm. So they rather have the, the product be adjusted to the U.S. market. US market and then if it, if it also succeeds in Latvia, fine. Okay. Interesting. We're, yeah, we're yeah, not yeah. going to... Now, basically, I think that um, there is... Yeah, I wouldn't be in this space of kind of uh, startups which... I am, I mean, in the, in the last uh, two, three years I started, uh, if I didn't think that there is potential, um, I think, uh, first of all, there are some, um, let's say there are some products that are only fitting this part of the world. Or, yeah, of course. Or let's say, just an example in fintech, so Islamic banking. Sure. Okay. Halal All meat right. is not going to sell well in America. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Now, I did see um, in the London Underground just uh, a few weeks ago, uh, there was a commercial for um, a, a Muslim uh, dating app. Sure, sure. Okay, so so you, you can find it also, but where would you do the the initial market uh, product uh, market fit or... The, where would you try it first? In London or in the Middle East? I don't know. I think in the Middle East. And then if it catches here, yeah, it will also make sense to, to expand it to London. Right? No, you're completely right. In terms right. of numbers. Yeah, you're right. completely right. So there are things, but you, you, don't, you don't want, um, I, I think, we don't want, okay? Only niche things to succeed here, mm. uh, meaning in the, in the Middle East. Um, there are things that are, that, you know, they're, 
they're, they're not even very R&D demanding, simply good business model ideas, like if you think about Airbnb, mm. it's nothing to do with technology in Airbnb. It's a website. Mm. Uh, the business model. Sure. And those things, I think that can, you know... It has very little assets. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a, a total... It's, it's a company completely built on non-tangible code, right? It's yes. amazing. But they, they succeeded... <laughs> uh, uh, like Facebook, they succeeded sure. in the marketing. Uh, they they managed to, 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 become, to become the... Um, the generic name for this, right? I mean, uh, like when you think of social media, you think Facebook. I don't know, maybe you think Instagram. I don't know. I think Facebook. Um, so when you think about a, 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 a vacation apartment, so true, uh, Booking.com has it now, Agoda has it, but the original one is Airbnb. You're going to say, let's find an Airbnb for mm. the for the next vacation. You don't say, let's find the booking.com for the next vacation. Sure, 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 sure. Right? sure. It so, goes easier off the tongue as well. Yeah. It helps. Yes. Yeah. So basically, I'm just saying that, um, uh, why, why am I putting an emphasis on business models? Because business models sometimes are very, um, uh, they can work in a certain culture environment, mm -hmm. and then in, in some other culture environment, they might not work. Of course. Um, so, so maybe if you, if we want to figure out, um, you know, uh, what are like interesting startups that can also sell in this part of the world, not just be, um, money drain or just a very niche item. Yeah. That can actually, you know, then I think that the, there will be those that are answering a particular characteristic of the market here. Mm. But I, I mean, um, the, the the more concerning part for me in a larger picture of this is play, is like companies like um, Souk, mm -hmm. Souk.com, UAE yeah. company founded in the UAE, and then Amazon came and bought yes. up the company, right? Like Karim, exactly. Yes. And so, so there is there is that worry. I mean, China right now is worrying about TikTok because the US has has oh. been been looking at either saying to, to China. Yeah. If you want to operate here, we got to own that company. So, so there is, so is the, there is that scale of it, right? But the thing is, think about it this way. Um, by the way, I don't have a TikTok account. I didn't use TikTok. I only imagine what it does. I mean, that you can edit sure. your videos. But anyways, I'm just saying that Amazon bought Sook.com as simply a way to eliminate uh, competitor. a competitor. Um, but Sook.com, without you know putting them down or something, they didn't think of something unique to the Middle East, although the word Sook is okay. A Middle Eastern name, yes. yeah. But uh, e-commerce, I don't know. Okay, it's not, not nothing unique. Uh, same to go with Karim, I think Uber was Pre-Karim, I mean, so I'm, I'm just, so the same, they wanted just to buy, instead of going to the trouble of um, competing with them, well, let's just buy them out, right? But don't you feel that's one of the problems that's happening right now in, in business and entrepreneurship, is that most companies are being built right now for the end goal to be bought, 
right? There is a lot to that, and yeah, yeah, there's a lot a- of the that's true. Um, Yeah, see, that's but that, but the, I mean, that's not innovative a product if you're just doing something in no, order to be bought by a bigger company. It depends, <laughs> but think about YouTube, okay? YouTube mm. was uh, I don't know who founded it, but it was founded by someone, not Google, and then Google right purchased them. Um, I'm not sure that the business model was there yet at the beginning. Mm. I'm not sure that it wasn't financially feasible at the beginning. It, wasn't, it was making right? a loss, yeah. Uh, maybe it needed the volume of to reach the you know what Google could give it in terms of volume in, ter- in terms of search traffic yes the traffic Absolutely. that they can create the business model for those creators and, and whatever so um, but somebody came up with the idea of um, a website for videos you know somebody hmm. but that was new for 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 then you know uh, I, now it's hard to speculate what would be the new thing <laughs> because I, if I would know I would maybe I would yeah, it would be a trillionaire style. yeah right <laughs> but I'm just saying that uh, that I think that the the new things that fit that that has the the product market fit for this region should be invented in this region sure and not in the US and then copied here sure But I, I think this is the problem with with this region in general. You find you know anything that is even a monocle successful Shamshlep uh, uh, will will go and copy exactly that same model. Look at all the coffee shops, right? <laughs> Look how many yeah. how many how you many the co-working spaces you mean? co-working spaces, coffee shops, anything anything that that any person who makes something that is a little bit successful, yeah, you'll instantly find people duplicate the model. The amount of guests I've had on yeah. the show who've contacted me like three months, two months later and said, "Hey, you know what? I'm starting to start my own show." I'm like, "Yeah, great, go do it." <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it, it, it's it's very strange to me. <laughs> There's yeah. not a lot of innovation. You know what I mean? It's a lot yeah, of just but it, because it's hard to innovate. That's also true. It's hard to to stumble upon a really good idea that you um, or at least make it better. That's the only thing you have to do. Just take an existing idea. Just make it better. A little bit better. That's yeah. all you have to do. That's that's innovation enough. But people don't even yeah. do that. <laughs> but you know, because the. The expectation from startups today is not to, t- to make something a little bit better, mm. uh, which we can call uh, evolution, right? The, the, the expectation from a startup is to, to be a revolution, to disrupt, right? Yeah. To turn things on their heads. And that's something that those ideas, the, the, the small you know, um, features, yes. A lot of people can think about small features in our everyday lives. What if this was a little bit different, right? But to think of something that totally radical. Let's say, uh, if we go back to Airbnb, okay? The biggest hotel chains without any rooms. Sure. Without no real estate. Sure. Okay. So let's say, let's call this radical, okay? So <laughs> to think of something that radical and, uh, and then not just to think about it, also have the power to persuade still, okay, you can... You can think of something crazy, maybe it's crazy in a good way, but now you need to persuade a lot of people to give you money for that. I think it's, it's not that easy as well. It's not just that you need the VCs to give you money, but you also need to have the, the enough 
as we call in the Middle East, wasta. You have to have enough connection and power from mm -hmm. a political standpoint so that the, comp the industry that you're trying to disrupt doesn't just kill you immediately. I mean, uh, very famously, yeah. New York under, I forgot which mayor it was, uh, uh, with with Uber, it was Mayor Giuliani. Okay, yeah. Uh, that that he tried to kill Uber because he did. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, wow. yeah. Because his voting base is obviously uh, the, taxi, the, the taxi unions. Uh, yes, the unions. Yeah. Right, and the the, the oh. taxi unions is an interesting interesting business because the medallion for the taxis because there's a locked an, an, a amount of number and since the 1960 I think or 1970 there hasn't been another medallion printed so each medallion it's like a, it's like a bitcoin exactly exactly you, you have a limited amount that you can mine and exactly and so so we those had the same thing I didn't know that it happened in New York I yeah mean, in Israel they they started Uber mm. and the, the the taxi companies not unions but taxi companies objected and uh, we outlawed it. That's the problem, right? And uh, it's, a, it's a problem don't, not just in taxis. We have this problem in a lot of other sectors that have kind of cartelish behavior. You know, yes, they, they, they control a segment and we're trying to, uh, for example, to open up the market for, um, you know, agriculture goods from wh wherever, right? You have the the eggs, uh, the you know the the ones who are in no, I agree. the eggs union or whatever. I, I no, met, I met, we don't allow that. Why we will strike? I, I met the, the the Israeli ambassador of Bahrain, a very smart man. Yeah. Uh, I met him Anytime. actually in in the Ritz because they were going through a, a contract negotiation of buying potentially their food supply. Uh, from uh, no. Israel uh, vendor. This ah, you mean for the Ritz for, for the, the purpose Ritz. of their kosher? Uh, exactly. Do they need a kosher like vegetables for that? Or? I don't know. I think they want to switch their entire supply chain from from the imports of food mm -hmm. uh, to to that Israeli uh, uh, distributor, basically. Okay. Yeah. Um, but that's the kind of stuff you need to happen in order to to, to build better connections within a union. These are normal things. Yeah. Very smart man. Yeah. Yeah. I just. Learned sure. today that they've signed a new um, uh, architectural design for the new embassy, permanent embassy. Oh, fantastic! Somewhere I don't yeah. know where, but somewhere. Yeah. I, I met I met uh, Ajur a long time ago. Ajur is the guy who uh, held, I think, the first representatives a you few mean, years uh, ago. Itai Tanger. Uh, uh, he was head of mission. No, I don't think he was head of mission. Um, he's a bigger guy. Oh, his no. name is Ajur. Oh, so uh, no. not the same guy. Not the same the guy. The guy that I'm talking about. Is yeah, skinny. No. Yeah, no, no, no. The guy I'm talking about is a bigger guy like us. Okay. And uh, he, uh, he, he. I think he, he had, he had the, he had the, the mission. Some Israeli missionaries, uh, not missionaries, some of them from the Israeli mission here in Bahrain before the, the, yeah. the, the talk. Of the embassy. I heard that there was three, four years ago. Yeah. An informal. That's embassy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. didn't, I didn't know the guy. Yeah, it was. But I, I learned about it later. But um, there were signs that are under the radar relations. Um, I mean, uh, it has I, to happen. <laughs> well, with merchants, some merchants. Uh, it still didn't. I mean, uh, we 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 hear rumors that, uh, or maybe there are more than rumors that. 
بي بي مات وذ ام بي اس اثنيوم هو نوز ميبي ديد ميبي ديدنت وان داي ميبي نوت از هيز جاست بابلشد هيز اوتوبايوغرافي سو ميبي نوت ان ذس فيرجن اوف ذا اوتوبايوغرافي ميبي ان فيو ييرز ميبي ذا ريداكتد فيرجن ايشو انذر يا But uh, things are happening below radar, and then one day they... That's but good. But with Bahrain, uh, I think there were signs uh, since 2015 or 16, there were signs. Um, I, I had a feeling that uh, something will happen. I didn't oh. guess that it would happen uh, uh, in 2020 and as fast. I mean, good. it was, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's in my opinion, 20 years, uh, it took 20 years too long. <laughs> yeah, it could have happened in the 90s. Exactly. By the way, it kind of did. You know, there was a, a visit by an um, uh, Israeli minister for environmental protection or something in the 90s. He was part of Rabin's uh, cabinet. His name mm. was Yossi Sarid. And he was uh, invited to an international meeting here in Bahrain. It was... It was in the newspapers then. Um, but with Bahrain, it didn't progress because, you know, Israel opened in the 90s after the Oslo Agreement. Mm. Uh, they opened... Um, uh, in, first of all, we had a, an embassy in Morocco. Mm. Uh, or, uh, and then we opened, um, I think they call it interest uh, office or something like that, uh, which basically it's a lower level of diplomatic... Uh, you know, mission uh, in uh, Oman and in uh, Qatar. Mm. In Oman, it closed after a few years, and in Qatar, it lasted a little longer. Yeah. A little longer. Uh, with Bahrain, we didn't have this formal thing, but I think that maybe during that time, I'm not sure, they started the little less formal relations. So what do you think is required for... for, for, for To, to, to finally get some, some, what's the right way of putting it? To have the relationship as secure as iron. Let's put it that way. To That's really a good build question. Uh, uh, okay. It's relations part of that... What I, it's part of what I'm trying to do, by the way. Yeah, I, I know. The, <laughs> I, I give the, the uh, let's say, the lesson, okay? That I think, not, not me personally, but we, let's say, in Israel learned from... Uh, the peace agreement with Egypt. Mm. With the peace agreement with Egypt started now. Egypt, mind you, was the first one we signed the peace agreement with. Mm. Until then, okay, Israel had relations with the, uh, with the Hashemite Kingdom of Jordan, mm. even before Israel was formed. Mm. It was actually very good relations. Mm. But other than with the Jordanians, um, We didn't have any relations with any Arab country, right? Mm. And then, um, not just we didn't have relations. <laughs> we had wars. With <laughs> and Egypt was the leading, first of all, it was the leading country in the Arab world. I mean, the Gulf didn't have, even have independence yet when we had of course. You know, the, the, the war in 48 and of 56 course. and 67. As you mentioned, the Gulf countries didn't gain independence. 71, 72, maybe. The most sure, common, right? 1971 was with the British independence. Uh, the, the constitution of where Israel would be placed was under the UN agreement. Specifically, recommendation came from Stalin, of all people. Uh, <laughs> well, 
to do what? The recommendation uh, to? Uh, so so where where Israel would be placed and was actually a recommendation from Stalin at uh, famously. You mean in the UN? And the UN agreement. Okay. This was in 19. Can you look that up just to make sure I'm not talking out of my I'm ass? I'm not sure what you're talking about. Uh, Stalin, uh, Israel. Oh, this is going to be a lot of material there. <laughs> Yeah, it was Stalin, right? The Soviet Union gave diplomatic recognition to Stalin in 1948 because when because they on, voted for a partition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they that's, they that's voted true. for partition, and I think it was around the 1940s where where they they wanted to have the Jewish people positioned in Israel, but where Israel would be placed was was under the UN like I don't know scrutiny. It doesn't matter. We're talking mm. about almost a hundred years ago. Um, and my history isn't were, exactly okay, great. <laughs> maybe they had another. Maybe they had their own proposal because the. Yeah, okay, before '48, mm. uh, there was a dynamic there. It just just happened overnight. There was the, the UN partition plan. Basically, mm. is a British. Way out mm. of the mess they created. Okay, it's simply we deliver the the hot potato to the UN. This is our. We had a, we commissioned a, a, you know, a, a delegation to come and talk with, with the parties, and this is their recommendation, this is the plan. Mm. So after this, this failed because well, look what didn't... The, look what the UK did to India and Pakistan and, and Bangladesh, right? They <laughs> also... <laughs> they, they, right. They, yeah, come on. <laughs> there was a reason why they cut it that way, right? Yeah. <laughs> they, they ensured that there would be conflict. By the way, it's approximately the same time. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, a little before. Yeah. Um, but so I'm, I'm just saying then between the time that the partition plan um, was, uh, it was accepted by the General Assembly, mm. but it was rejected by one of the parties. So it doesn't matter that the General Assembly can say what they want, but one of the parties, which is the Arab side, decided no. So there was no plan. Mm. The Americans tried to bring their own uh, offer, mm. a new one. And maybe the Russians as well, I'm not sure, the Soviets. Mm. The American idea was to take over the mandate mm -hmm. uh, because the mandate was given to the uh, United Kingdom mm -hmm. uh, by the League of Nations mm -hmm. in 21, I think, or something. Or maybe it was given in 1918 and then in San Remo, it was re-given mm. again. Anyways, so that's the League of Nations. The, uh, the UN had another thing, and, the, and they call it the mandate system. There were a few countries in Africa, if I remember correctly, that had mandates. Uh, Syria had the mandate. Mm. The French got that mandate. Anyways, the, the, what is the mandate? It's simply uh, sovereignty for a transitional period to prepare a country to be sovereign, to be independent, mm. to prepare it. So basically, uh, you you say yes, we are we are not colonialists because we are we're just preparing you for for being a grown up, right? And they, by the way, they did help. Trains, postal services, telephones, the the their their uh, judicial system they they gave a lot of stuff the british I, also in interesting india bring this up because milton freeman makes exactly the same point uh, the economist milton mm -hmm. freeman and he yeah. says that a, a, any country the any country that gets colonized 
the, the money spent and the ROI perspective from the colonizer is always negative. The money necessary mm. to, to, to invest for the roads, education, trains, oh. post books. More than what you get. More than the resources that they take out. Oh. And, and Milton okay. Friedman makes that really interesting point. And he says that the, from, a net, from a perspective of just a profit or loss, from the UK, it was a net loss. <laughs> so basically, fascinating favor to the world. Exactly. Isn't that fascinating to think about? Yeah. 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 I, speaking of uh, Britain again and London, um, I, was, I was walking by this uh, shop in mm. London called uh, the East India Company. A trading company, yeah. It's a tea yeah. uh, shop. They sell tea. And that's the company, that's the actual company that used to rule over the India, Pakistan, Bangladesh, and Sri Lanka. Mm. Now they sell tea. And it's owned by an Indian. Yes. <laughs> they, it was bought by an Indian. Yeah. Life goes so, full circle, doesn't yes, it? <laughs> yes. but, um, but I was thinking about the American offer. The American offer in 19, between 47 and 48 was to take the mechanism that is part of the UN, mm. not part of uh, League of Nations. It's called... Um, trusteeship mm. to continue the mandate don't call it a mandate call it trusteeship led mm -hmm. by the Americans mm -hmm. and then before letting the the parties fight it out mm -hmm. let's just drag this thing for another I don't know 20 years okay <laughs> let's just drag this thing because Be if we let you handle it it'll explode right sure and it did but this trusteeship wasn't I don't I'm not sure why it wasn't adopted Maybe there were other offers. Or maybe profit was involved. Yeah, I don't know. But, but mind you, then the Americans weren't specifically, they had no, no specific attachment to uh, the Jews in Palestine. There was no, uh, it's not like what you have now. There's an alliance. There was an alliance. There was no alliance. 1947 is when the U.S. Uh, was still in the isolation in isolation uh, policies. It's okay. called. Uh, well, can you look that up? It was the isolation policies. When did it end? That's that's when when the U.S. was not interested in policing the world. But they were. But they were uh, aligned with the um, with the Saudis. Yeah, from 1937 to 1945. That's when it ended, sorry. Two years before, oh, yeah. uh, uh, was it two years before Israel's uh, uh, split? Or f when was it, 1948 or 1947? Uh, no, the, the partition plan was adopted at, by the General Assembly at 47. At 47, okay. But the, and that, okay, there were two phases for the, the war. There was mm. one phase starting a day after that partition plan, mm -hmm. which you can call a civil war, okay? Mm -hmm. It was done by irregular people. Mm. Then when the mandate ended officially on 15 of May 48, a day later came uh, invasion by Arab, regular Arab armies. Mm. Egypt and, and Jordan and Lebanon and Iraq. Sure, sure, and sure. Anyways, Allah. But, uh, but doesn't matter. The conflict really started the day after the partition plan. There, all of the I mean, everyone to... knew that, really, to be honest. Yeah. I think that was not like... No, no, they... They, yeah. uh, they, they made sure that that's, this yeah. is the There, there are two stages of that, that war. It's basically it didn't start in 40, it started in 47. Mm -hmm. um, and um, by the way, the, the way most people look at that war is like, are, 
right? It's the start of the Arab-Israeli conflict, but basically it was more of a, there was also an aspect there of internal Arab conflict on who is the leader of the Arab world, because the Hashemites, mm. they helped the British defeat the Ottomans. Mm. They were promised to rule an Arab state across all of Arabia. Lawrence of Arabia. Yes. Yeah. But then the Saudis kicked their butts out of the uh, Hijaz, mm. and the British gave them Transjordan. They carved up Transjordan. Mm. They gave it to the Hashemites. And they, uh, not, I mean, and, uh, uh, and also uh, Syria. Because there were two, uh, also Syria for a few months was Hashemite. And then the French intervened and they kicked the, um, I think Amir Faisal, they kicked him from Damascus to Iraq, and then they formed Mm. the Iraqi branch of the Hashemite kingdom of Iraq. Mm. What I'm saying is that um, at 47, basically, there was a clash not just between the Jews of Palestine and the Arabs of Palestine. It was who's going to lead the Arab world. It's going to be the Hashemites, and they are, are they going to take control of uh, Jerusalem and pre pretend like they're the leaders of the Arab world, or is going to be King Farouk, who's going who's like you know, mm. the ruler of Egypt, who is going to intervene and he's going to be the leader of the Arab world. Who is more leader of mm. the Arab world? Who is a better warrior? Yes. Who has a better marriage leader, so usually? So, basically, uh, we and the Hashemites had a silent agreement. Mm. We are, we're basically not really fighting. Mm. We didn't really fight with the Jordanians because, now, okay, I don't, I'm just telling you what I studied at... Uh, Tel Aviv University. I, I don't maybe, know anything about this region's history. No, I studied I mean, in the UAE. Somebody else will, you know, probably somebody else will, will say it's bullshit. But the way I got the story mm -hmm. is that um, uh, Amir Abdallah, mm -hmm. who was later King Abdallah um, from Jordan, he didn't mind the Jews. Mm. Uh, having a country in, uh, and he preferred it to be under his rule. He offered it to Golda Meir. Why, mm. why you need independence? Mm. I'll give you everything you want just under my rule. Mm -hmm. But no, we wanted independence. Mm -hmm. and, uh, Otherwise you could have just stuck with the UK. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we, we took to a lot of trouble to, to kick them out. So now we're going to settle for less than, no. than what we originally got. Yeah. yeah. But then, uh, we didn't really fight with them. We, the only fighting with the Jordanians was in Jerusalem itself. Mm. Uh, the control of the old city. And we lost. They controlled the, they took control of the, the entire old city. The city, yeah. But the real fight was against the Egyptians. To, to not allow the, because the Egyptians could have actually gone and wiped Israel off the, off the map. Mm. And we were lucky to stop them. Mm. But, um, but I'm just saying that this whole conflict and then later on was infused by the, 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 the different, different um, leading, the challenge for leadership of the Arab world. Okay. Who is more patriotic and who is more... Oh, okay. Uh, you think that's the reason that escalated into a further, further rhetoric yes, of, of that nation? Because later, you see, just before 67, Interesting. Nasser, okay. By the way, Nasser was, uh, during the war of 
48. Mm-hmm. He was part of the um, invading uh, uh, Egyptian army. Mm. Um, he was actually um, there was negotiations with with between the armies, mm-hmm. and he actually received uh, an Israeli uh, commander mm-hmm. in a place that was called uh, Fallujah um, Pocket or Fallujah Encirclement or whatever. It's a it's a place where the Egyptian army was caught, so encircled, and we had negotiations with them anyways. Uh, and it says that he, when he accepted that uh, general, I think his name was uh, Shlomo Goren, he was a rabbi, by the way. Mm-hmm. A general, but also a rabbi, and uh, he accepted him with full military honors. Okay? Mm-hmm. So Nasser, yeah, he was... Egyptian, he, he was an Egyptian patriot. Yes, 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 yes. I remember what you're talking about. Yeah, and there was a rabbi. I, yes, yes, yeah. yes. It's clicking now. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, yeah. and he, yes, he was against Israel, but he wasn't crazy. Okay. Mm. And he knew that he's not, his army is not ready in 67. He didn't want 67. But the Syrians kept, the Syrians, whoever was there in control, kept um, pushing that envelope. Uh, saying you are they are they are doing things uh, they mm-hmm. would send planes or whatever and then we would retaliate so then they would say you are they are doing things like we are doing things mm-hmm. and you are doing nothing you are powerless mm-hmm. they were taunting him so eventually he came in he was taunted and then he had to show that no okay okay so I'm Closing the Straits of Tehran. Mm. I'm kicking off the UN. This is how 67 started. So I'm just, I'm just saying the conflict Interesting. was always like infused with um, the, the challenge to, to the position of leader of the Arab world. Who is, the, the, who is in a better prospect to be the leader? The one who is more against Israel. Interesting. He's better because he's stronger. Because he's, right? Anyways, I'm not trying to, I mean, I'm only talking about this academically. I mean, I'm, there are a lot of conflicts in the world, okay? I'm, there are similarities. I, and I, I'm not an expert in historian. Not, it's not the worst conflict, by the way, in terms of, I'm trying to diminish, of course, every person who dies is a Tragedy. loss for his family. And, True. But if you compare it to other conflicts, it's not that bloody, let's say. There were days in the First World War that in a day, the number of casualties was more than the 75 years of, or 120 years, depends on when you want to start counting, of the entire conflict with Israel and the Arabs. Well, look. In a day. Look at, look at um, uh, not Kaizai, what was his name again, Danny? Um, not Kabal, what was his name? I forgot his name. No, 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 the, the leader um, who took over most of China. The Mo- from the Mo- Mongol society. Um, you mo- you Mon- the- M- Mongolian society. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Genghis Khan. Genghis Khan. He yes. killed 40 million people <laughs> in a lifetime. He, by the way, he reached, uh, he reached, I mean, the Middle East. Yeah. He, the, he, uh, yeah. Marco Polo, right? I mean, they, they, they had... No, inter- Marco Polo wasn't... Uh, was afterwards, yes. Right, but he wasn't... Well, it was uh, under the uh, Genghis Empire, and he had four sons, or well, he had a lot more sons than four, but four of them chose each one a district, and then oh. they kind of separated over a while. Yeah, Genghis Khan's... Grand son. guns, yeah. No, I'm just saying Marco Polo didn't kill anyone, to the best of my knowledge. 
No, 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 no. <laughs> no but that, that but they had trading with the West. Oh, though. okay, yes. Uh, okay. Yeah. Fascinating, no? Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, the entire history is, you so know. Do you, do you not think this swimming in blood? Do you do you not think that this this conflict is just religious? nonsense on both parties because when i look at it i think of it like 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 how ireland is right with mm. the protestants versus the catholic right yeah it, it's 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 ridiculous to have conflict over religious differences no but it's uh, being it's, agnostic it's, myself it's, sorry <laughs> no no it's okay but i i don't think it's a comp first of all there is a there is a okay there is a religious um dimension mm. i don't think it's the main one I think um, people use the religion to recruit followers for their belief, mm. but uh, I don't think there is any re religious, um, let's say, uh, if, it, if there was a religious aspect to it, like com complete, uh, no, no way to settle both faith, you know, then uh, we would see we wouldn't see the peace with Egypt. We wouldn't see the peace with the UAE and Bahrain and uh, Jordan, and mm. we wouldn't see the, those things, right? Um, I think that the jihadists. Can I say that? Sure, are, I don't. Are those, I don't care. They use Islam to recruit. Sure, but their um, motivation is maybe their motivation is religious. I don't know. Maybe it is. But I think that the, the, the basis of the conflict is simple. It's, it's, uh, it's a national conflict. So I mean, the, uh, we wanted a, a nation, an independent nation. This goes a, back to the Israelites, I imagine. No? Uh, no, I mean, it, when, when Zionism started in the late um, uh, 19th century. Yeah. Because of, um, uh, first of all, there, there were a few factors, but the main one is the, the anti-Semitism and the pogroms in, in in mm. Russia and mm. Eastern Europe. Russia then included Poland. So basically Ukraine, Poland, it was all Russia. So mm. the, the pogroms in Eastern Europe, the uh, weakening of the Ottoman Empire, because the Ottoman Empire at that point was so weak that if you can imagine, um, uh, Egypt was carved out of the Ottoman Empire, ruled by Britain, informally, by the way. Mm. They mm. were so weak they couldn't resist. In Jerusalem, uh, all the major powers of the world, not just, I mean, it was ruled by the Ottomans, right? Mm. They had consulates so strong that they, would, they could do whatever they want in, in Jerusalem. Marriages, uh, whatever they wanted. But why, why do you think... This the Ottoman Empire was collapsing. Was but why do you think this factor with Jerusalem is, is such an important factor? I mean, we, the, the church had two holy wars and wanted the third... No, they had three holy wars. You, you mean the, uh, the Crusades? The Crusades. Yes. Yeah, there were three in total, right? I mean, twice they I lost. counting after the... But the, you know what I mean? It, it's, yeah. I don't understand why, why people are, 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 are so desperate for a religious conflict on that scale. I mean... That's the way I see it, well, you know. Yeah. Um, Let me have well, a coffee. Would you like a coffee as well, or uh, an iced tea, or t Sprite? Can you type in the artist who whose painting their eyes follow you? So there's an art technique in drawing. Ah, like uh, the Mona Lisa. Uh, it said that the eyes there are following you wherever you. There's uh, trompe le Oh. 
Trump, it's uh, probably Trump originally. Uh, Napoleon has a famous painting with it where his shoe follows you wherever you go. His shoe? Yeah, that's, that shows you the level of arrogance for oh, that God. man. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, did, he did have a big ego. Yeah. Not a very big guy, but a big ego. Surprisingly, he wasn't that short. He was 5'7". That was just British propaganda. Oh, really? How yeah. How much is 5'7 in uh, centimeters? Uh, uh, that's close to 170 centimeters, I think. Oh, back then it wasn't that short. No, not at all. He was an average-sized man, but the... So the British just... Cross propaganda. It worked. Yeah, it we, worked. that's how we associated <laughs> Napoleon now. And the wow. idea of Napoleon complex is also something that, that the right. British invented. But it said that he's, uh, he was left-handed. I don't know what it means. Yeah, I... Well, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> that's not here or there. But you know that speaking of, I don't know, Napoleon. Mm -hmm. <laughs> speaking of Napoleon, uh, no, we were speaking before of the Arab-Israeli uh, conflict and, uh, and Zionism, and Napoleon brought a suggestion when he conquered um, Palestine mm. and he conquered Egypt as well, right? Mm. He he uh, he uh, suggested that the Jews would uh, have their own independent state there. Mm. It was one of his suggestions. I don't know why it didn't work out. Um, who kicked them out of there? Somebody kicked them out of there. I don't know, maybe the British. But it didn't work out. Do, do you not feel that the same problem that happens in the Middle East is the same problem that's in Europe? In the sense that, uh, I don't remember which, which, it was which governor uh, or former prime minister said. He said that the European Union is the only chance for Europe to not be in war with each other. For the, for the last mm. 2,000 years of European history from ancient Rome, yes. uh, Europe has always been in some sort of conflict, whether it was uh, Prussia, whether it was uh, French and World, uh, German in World War I with the Fr with, um, Second World War, uh, the, the Napoleon conflicts, uh, the no, Rose even, Wars. Even, even when they were under the Middle Ages, those city-states would, would fight between them. Those smaller, you know. Exactly. Yeah. So the, the European Union is the only chance that Europe has to not be in conflict with one another. Yeah, maybe. It but, is. But uh, I think that the reason that they haven't been in conflict is that maybe they were all afraid of uh, the Soviet Union. Fair point. They were, they were um, under the protection of the US mm -hmm. in terms of nuclear uh, deterrence. Arsenal. Okay, yes, uh, France and Britain has their own arsenal, but all the other European countries don't have their own arsenal. So they were under the uh, nuclear umbrella of NATO, or right? So now they have to be... Uh, basically, if you fear someone from the outside more, then you, you create your own alliance, which is... Interesting that you, you bring that up, because if you look at it from the Russian perspective, when they talk about JFK and the Cold War, mm -hmm. they, from their perspective, they say that JFK was, was the cause of the Cold War because he was antagonizing the USSR at the time. And that's how the Cu oh. Cuba Missile Crisis started from, was a direct result of, of Russia feeling antagonized uh, by JFK. But what did he do? I mean, okay, he, he tried the um, Cuban to invade Cuba, uh, the Bay of Pigs or something. Exactly. He tried to, right, to invade Cuba. So that's, that's it's, it's funny how history is different depending on yeah. <laughs> which, yeah, which yeah. one you, no, you go into. True, true. But I, I, okay, but you have to remember those are the Russians. Mm. <laughs> they claim things. 
sometimes they're yeah but um i mean we're both very pro usa we speak english we wear <laughs> yeah american I mean, products i think listen the, i think the usa is um okay i think they are clumsy mm. i think they've done um stupid stupid mistakes and um those mistakes you know sometimes you say uh how did george bush uh said it uh he said it incorrectly but sometimes the the right hand doesn't no. know what the left hand wants to no, do when he got those sure. two mixed up the no, no, no. he said right while putting his left okay maybe he also said that, <laughs> he did but, a lot of but stuff. i think he, that uh, how do you say a blue blooper a blooper anyways um he said something uh like um uh, one time shame on you second time shame, shame on, on you, you or something like that <laughs> when it's shame on me right yeah so basically they they did those uh, mistakes that are let's call them regime regime change mm. trying to intervene in a country panama i don't know could be in in uh, you know uh, south america somewhere central america or in iraq Okay, or in Iran before the Vietnam you know, yeah. in Vietnam yes but Vietnam they had a it's a little bit of a different story because they had the the South Vietnamese as their allies mm. simply they chose as allies a very corrupt government that wasn't really fighting that was just a kleptocracy or something like that that they drew it drew them in and in and in into this anyways mm. But I'm just saying that um, they really believed the domino, uh, you know, there was, there was a fear that if you lose South Vietnam, then you're going to lose South Korea, then you're going to lose uh, uh, East, uh, I mean, West Germany, because the, sure, the sure, Soviets sure, sure. wants to, right, to expand Acquire. and expand. So I'm just saying, but they, had, they did mistakes, so like Vietnam, hmm. then they, they, they redid them. Why redo it? You already, you have to learn from your mistakes. So I think, but in general, I think that, you know, um, they are a force for good. They, they, don't, they didn't do it for... Profiteering. Uh, yes, or just for... So you can say they wanted to control oil. But they wouldn't control oil in the sense that they would take all of the oil profits. They would be the main customer. They would get a good price. But still the, let's say, call it Iraq, okay? But mm. still the Iraqi people would get money from that oil. Mm. That instead of selling it to the Chinese, they would sell it to the Americans, right? Mm. So what I'm saying is, I don't think they are doing things uh, out of malign intention. Think sometimes things go awkward for them, just putting it in a mild uh, <laughs> term, term, because of uh, also, you know, those systems, and I can see it in Israel. Mm. Because it's not a dictatorship okay um, those systems tend to they can decide one thing today then the next day there's a shift congress is now republican now they can't pass this right so they yeah, need to resolution. change so you can't play really a, a plan a long term because you're constantly trig um, infighting yes so uh, if you even look at the Vietnam years, you know, it started with JFK, 
Then there was, uh, I don't remember, uh, there was uh, the one who replaced him, uh, Johnson. Johnson. And then there was Ford, and then there was Nixon. Nixon, and, yeah. And probably in between... Bush Sr., after came Nixon, yeah. Uh, who was before? What? Was it was it Reagan or Bush Sr. after no, no, Nixon? No, uh, Reagan after Nixon. Reagan, yeah. Yeah, Bush, Bush was after Reagan. Bush was after Reagan, yeah. yeah. No, but I'm saying is that, um, so if you think about, the, if you, you ask yourself, was there a strategy for the U.S. in Vietnam? So you have to ask, what is the U.S.? When? The U.S. with JFK, with a democratic Congress or not democratic Congress? And then, because you have those, those uh, half-terms elections, right? So it's also hard to, to extrapolate a strategy when you change all the time. Now, that's democracy, right? A country like uh, China with a single party that has Putin, the same... by the way, said the same thing you just said earlier oh, uh, last, last month. Yeah, oh. he, he said that uh, I've survived or I survived. I've 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 uh, I've been part of five U.S. Uh, presidents or five U.S. different yeah. uh, 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 timepieces, ministrations, ministrations. And he said exactly the same words where you were. And the greatest difficulty the U.S. has is, is to 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 start something and finish it. Right. So I'm just saying when, when I look at things going wrong for a country like America or for Israel, I can, I can, you know, if you believe in a conspiracy, you need to think, wow, they are so well, um, they can execute things so thoroughly. They must be very, but I see the mess, the chaos, you know, I can't believe that this thing is, orchestrated we can't even we can't even start the school year without a strike how are we going to i'm just saying oh, sure how are we going to plan this we can't plan for the milk to cost this so you know what i'm saying but from so, the u.s perspective especially what we get from the media side of it these are all issues that is very fixable in the u.s very quickly if it wants to to have them fixed. Um, uh, yeah. White House has more than often called up Twitter and said certain key people, hey, remove them off your platform. Oh. <laughs> and Until they remove Trump. And, uh, uh, exactly, yes. exactly. So so um, famously, a few doctors who were very anti-vaccine, uh, the, the White House called in to Twitter and said, get those oh. people off your platform. Okay. Um, I'm for that. Can you look that up that on, on, on Twitter? Uh, uh, sorry, on Twitter. Can you look that up on Google? Yeah, By the way, I, I'm, I mean, I think that if, okay, I've, I'm from free, I'm for free speech. Sure. But uh, free speech is not free microphone like this one. It's, I mean, uh, the microphone or the stage, the platform. You didn't answer the, you didn't put the keywords correctly. White House, uh, uh, White House tells Twitter to remove Two. No, uh, there was, okay. Anti-vaccine. Well, my child's working with uh, Joe Biden to curb pandemic taking office. He, including Americans, one of the top priorities. Censorship, maybe the, the white there, I'll find, I'll find it for you. It was, it was. Maybe this one, the Wall Street Journal. Maybe, no, the one, one. I'll find it for you. I, I, the, one. 
Uh, the guy was on Joe Rogan and he talks about it. He's well, Joe mm. Rogan is a news source, <laughs> but he, he interestingly talks exactly about this issue. Sorry, you were saying oh, they want money. No, yeah, of no, course. No, we're not going to pay. No, I was saying about uh, okay. I don't think that freedom of speech means that you have um, uh, a, 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 a right to have a microphone, mm -hmm. which means the microphone is the you you're in, the ability you're, to express your ideas in a larger scale, scope. You want, you go to Hyde Park, you shout. Mm -hmm. Why do we need to give you a prime time or a platform? It's, this is something else. I agree, but it's, it, it leads to a bigger issue, right? In that you have then false narratives being in place or in worst case scenarios is if you have bad actors then influencing mm -hmm. the larger scope of the media, right? That's your, your real danger. No, true, but I'm just, I'm just saying that um, to fight bad speech is to introduce good speech. That's what I always believe in. <laughs> we want to believe that, that, that the audience, let's say, would, would know to filter and will say, okay, this, this is a bad speech, this is good speech. But what happens if they believe that the bad speech is the good speech? But do you not feel that the problem starts and ends with, with ed the education system to begin with? Like, why no. is it that most people never get taught in school how to keep a, a, a checkbook, uh, how to be financially conscious? Um, why is it in yeah. school that they don't teach you how to invest in index funds? You know, the most safest investments you can make. <laughs> they don't teach a lot of stuff in school these days. Right? I mean, it depends on, maybe it depends on the school a bit. But, um, I mean, in public schools, uh, at least in Israel, they don't teach many things. And now they're even trying to reduce the, uh, the number of those uh, subjects that you're going to, uh, you know, be, be tested in uh, matriculation exams. Mm. So they, they're trying to basically reduce humanities. They're saying, in order to be a successful person, you need to study math and... English, right, they're right, basically, you, you need to know English today to succeed in life. And um, ah, history, ah, not that important. Uh, humanities in general, literature, ah, not that. Yeah, study it, but we're not going to test you, we're not going to make an exam. And so I agree with you, it's an issue. I think that, think about it, somebody, we were discussing startups, okay? 